It is that time of year. Lots of hoops to get to with John Millay. This is Preps Today with John Millay, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. And let's start there before we get to all of our staples, like Thank a Ref, Most Valuable Teammate, and all the other odds and ends from John's travels across the state. Tell me what's going on in the world of prep hoops right now, John. Yeah, Jim, I'm going to start off with something that's not that's not prep hoops. Oh, okay. Uh, the Spirit of Sport Award. We uh, I made that announcement. I made that announcement on John's Journal this week. This is an an award that was started by the National Federation of State High School Associations, called the Spirit of Sport, to recognize people, teams, schools, communities who exemplify the ideals of the positive aspects of sports. And, and this was pretty easy. This goes way back to last August before fall sports even started. I wrote about uh, Megan Johnson. She's the girl soccer coach at St. Michael Albertville. And she, with very little thought, just jumped in to the organ donor transplant process and donated a kidney to wow. uh, Cleophase Zerna, who's the mother of three girls who've played soccer for Megan. One is still in high school. And uh, it really was was quite a story. Cleo Fay was in desperate need of a kidney donor. She was facing a lifetime of uh, of of trouble. And Megan heard about it and immediately clicked on a link on Cleo Fay's Facebook page, hooked her up with the Mayo Clinic, start that process. And, and until until uh, Megan came to Cleo Fay's house to tell her she was going to be her donor, Cleo Fay didn't even know that her girl's coach was was involved in this process. So it's one of the most amazing and emotional stories I've been fortunate enough to write. Um, that's our spirit of sport winner this year. Um, it's just, uh, it's phenomenal. And I, I reposted the story on John's journal at MSHSL.org just a day or so ago. It's really amazing if you want to go there and read it. And uh, congratulations to, to Megan Johnson and, and Cleo Faye Zerna from St. Michael Albertville. Really, really cool. And there's a similar award that's arts related it's called the heart of the arts award uh next week uh next week's podcast i'll uh, i'll talk about our winner it's another really neat really inspiring story and uh i i this is one of the best parts of my job is being to being able to work with these awards and take nominations and, and uh, try to pick the best the best of what we do here in minnesota so congrats to st michael albertville to Megan and Cleophate. Pretty phenomenal stuff. That is phenomenal stuff. He's John Millay from MSHSL.org. You can find John's journal at that website. Uh, great stories. And of course, we do the verbal version of all those great stories here at TalkNorth.com. He's the one who comes up with the, the great material. I'm the one who occasionally messes it up. I just realized that <laughs> I was reading off a former, uh, you know, list of topics. Uh, I just, I read the wrong one. Now I'm in the right place. Uh, if there's a screw up on no the show, problem. it's going to be me. That's my no job. I, that's what I bring to the table is the mess ups. <laughs> uh, hey, we want to thank our producer, Brian Burdett, and our sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, pizzabarnprinceton.com. We'll tell you more about them in a little bit. Now let's get to state debate, John. Yeah, we did. We talked about this last week. The state debate tournament was held Friday and Saturday in a virtual format with COVID and and not basically not having enough judges uh, to do it in person. It was done online. And people don't realize this is the oldest event on the high school league calendar. The first state debate tournament was in 1902. So this is an old one. It's a great one. And I'll quickly run down the state champions. There are four categories in high school debate. 
Uh, Skylar Wang and Elizabeth Turveen from Blake are your state champs in public forum. And this is a single class event, uh, which is kind of rare these days. Uh, in Lincoln-Douglas debate, Molly Welch of Minnetonka is the state champ. In policy debate from Egan, Eric Lai and Archan Sen, they're your state champs. And in the newest category, congressional debate, Connor Brintison of Robbinsdale Cooper took home a state championship. So congrats to all the state qualifiers, the hardworking judges, everyone who made the event possible. And, and hopefully next year, our state debate tournament uh, will return to an in-person format. Yes, let us hope. Uh, so along with our sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, want to let you know that you can find all of our shows at talknorth.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod and see the shows as they are released. The easiest way to listen to this show or any shows on the network, subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Thank you to our uh, sales executive, Karen Cleary. Uh, and just a reminder, we have tons of great stuff on the network right now. We have a great sports lineup. We have a great outdoor lineup. We have variety shows. We've recently added Mike Grimm, voice of the Gophers, and the On the Bench guys from Canada who do kind of a hockey-adjacent podcast that's a blast. It's a huge hit in Canada. We're lucky to have them now on the Talk North Podcast Network. Thank you to everyone who has helped us grow. Thank you for listening. And now let's go to Most Valuable Teammate, which we do every week. Yeah, Jim, What did I mess um, up again, John? Oh, yeah, no, let's, let's go, go to, back let's one go, more. Let's go to MLK Day Basketball. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. Let's go to MLK yeah, Day a... Basketball. <laughs> That's all right. It's Monday, isn't it? No, wait a minute. It's Wednesday or Thursday. It's still I don't Monday know. for me. Um, Monday, speaking of Monday, that was Martin Luther King Day, and I spent I spent several hours in the gym at Benilde St. Margaret's for the MLK Cultural Showcase, which was three boys basketball games arranged by the Minnesota Black Basketball Coaches Association. They do a great job. And the way they set these up, each team had a had a city team meeting a team from outside the metro. So it was St. Paul Central versus Cambridge Isani, Park Center versus Duluth East and Minneapolis North versus, versus East Grand Forks. And the city teams won all three games. It was good basketball. The atmosphere was great. And the gym there it was a good way to spend some time on Martin Luther King Day. And then there was also a big announcement, the, the Minnesota Black Basketball Coaches Association in, in, in accordance with the Boys Basketball Coaches Association and the Girls Basketball Coaches Association. They announced the beginning of a scholarship program, and this will award a scholarship to one male and one female senior basketball player of color each year. That's that's huge. Congratulations to everybody for for a great day of basketball and for that scholarship. That's going to be uh, that's going to be really neat. And going back a couple of days before that, on Saturday, I, I attended a breakdown event at Hamlin University. It was the Slam Classic, three basketball games. And hey, Jim, have you been inside Hutton Arena at Hamlin I before? I have. I had. This was the first time I'd been through there. I'd walked through there when it was dark. I was I was there for some other reason, and I just kind of stuck my head in. But I'd never been in there in all these years, and it's fabulous. You know, it's from the 20s. It's just got Hoosiers written all over it. It just oozes history. Uh, it's really, really a cool place, and I was glad to have, have the opportunity to get in there. Uh, there were three boys' basketball games on Saturday, Orono versus Princeton, South St. Paul, and Mount West Tonka, and then the final, the finale was Creighton Durham Hall and Totino Grace. And uh, the Orono Princeton game came down to the wire. Princeton led most of the game. Orono won it on a buzzer beater right at the horn. It was really fun. 
And I want to say thanks to a basketball mom from Orono named Marcy. Her son was the one who hit the buzzer beater. She told me we were chatting during a, a game later in the day, but she found me. I'm sitting there in the bleachers by myself. And uh, she came over here. Hey, are you John? And, and generally my response is, I don't know. Do I owe you money? But I said, yeah, I sure am. And, and she just wanted to tell me how much she appreciates what we do and, and John's journal and Twitter. That was really nice. So thanks to Marcy from Orono. And uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of basketball this week, Jim. There's, there's some good stuff going on. I know you, we didn't really talk about talking about this, but uh, I'm curious, you know, MLK was assassinated like during our lifetimes. Oh yes. You, oh yes. Do you think today's kids, I guess I'm kind of aiming at the high school crowd here. Yeah. Do they have, yeah. A, do they have a full appreciation of who he was? You know, I don't know We're, I'm so old. I, I think of when I was growing up and what I, what I knew about say Abraham Lincoln. Right. And I don't know if it's like that for today's kids, but I remember when MLK was assassinated, I was, I was nine years old, maybe 10 years old. I remember that. And I remember just, just the whole, the whole late sixties, Vietnam protests, all that stuff. Bobby Kennedy, I certainly remember that. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd like to ask some high school kids or even better, some, some high school coaches and teachers, you know, what, what do these teenagers now know about Martin Luther King? I mean, there's certainly plenty there that's available. Are they, are they, you know, being exposed to it? Are they getting the opportunity to read some of these things? And there's documentaries. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, but I, that's the first thing that popped into my head when you asked that Jim is I'm thinking of myself being a kid in the sixties and a high school kid in the seventies, you know, maybe it's like what we knew about, I don't know, Eisenhower or, or FDR. I don't know because right. it's, it's, it's a great question. I think it's a really good question. By the way, I do have a, a bit of a connection to Hamlin. You know, obviously, I know about the great basketball tradition there, but my wife has done her master's and PhD work at Hamlin, so I've been on that campus many times. She's All a right, piper. Say, it, yeah, she's a piper, exactly. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and thank Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, always great things going on at the Pizza Barn. Uh, if you need a lunch option, we don't. I, we, I don't know if we've talked about this before. If we have, it's been a long time. Uh, they have kids pizza kits. If those little kids are home from school. If you're distance learning or it's a weekend, keep them busy. Uh, they basically put together their own pizza. The, the kit is ready to go. They spend time fixing it how they like you. You put it in the oven. You can even order those online at pizzabarinprinceton.com under the kids menu or give them a call and, and ask for the kids pizza kit. They're only $3.99 a piece. That's a great way to keep those kids busy and, and give them something to eat. Uh, the lunch buffet is back at the Pizza Barn. Different menu items featured every day. If your timing is right, you may see bacon-wrapped pork chops on a stick. I, I, there's nothing about that I don't like. Um, and I did talk about just, just a moment ago, talked about watching basketball in Hamlin and the Princeton Tigers being one of the teams there. They have a senior who we know, Hayden Stay, on the team at Princeton. So I was able to sit mm -hmm. and chat with his mom and our friend Jody from the pizza barn, which was really fun. It's good to see Jody in person. And I know you and I, we can't wait till we can get back up there to the pizza barn for a live show, which is, uh, which is going to happen. We're just waiting till the time is right. Yeah. I think with, hopefully within a few weeks, that'll make sense to go do yeah, that. I think and Jody so. comes up with such good ideas. I, I love the way she runs her business. Uh, it's fabulous. It's a great thing. Yep. Pizzabarnprinson.com. Let's get to our most valuable teammate of the week. Yeah, we got that and a few other little little things before we talk about my uh, 
latest trip to the dentist, which was really interesting. Um, the most valuable teammate, uh, Jada Koopman, a senior dance team member from Wabasha Kellogg, one of my favorite schools in the state. Uh, Jada is a leading example of dedication to her sport and the team. She's continually looking for ways to improve herself and her teammates. She knows, understands, and values the we before me that dance team requires. These are core values she dedicates not only to her team, but to youth as well, spending nine months each year coaching young dancers. So congratulations to Jada Koopman from Wabasha Kellogg, the latest, most valuable teammate. A uh, few coaches have reached milestones here or, or will soon. Congrats to Chatfield Gophers girls basketball coach Brian Baum. He earned his 400th career win this week. Uh, at White Bear Lake girls basketball coach Jeremy Post got his 300th career victory. And a story that I am currently tracking, Mike Dreyer is the girls basketball coach at New London Spicer. Very well known. Uh, he is nearing his 1,000th career win. He's at 998 as we're speaking here on Wednesday afternoon. He's been the state leader in girls basketball wins for a long time, for decades. I think this is Mike's 44th season. So uh, when he gets to 1,000, he'll be the second coach in boys or girls basketball history in Minnesota. The all-time leader is the late, great Bob McDonald at Chisholm with 1,012 wins. So, Mike, if, if everything goes right, and they're having a good year at New London, I mean, he could he could, he could could get past Bob McDonald's career total before this season's over. It would take some work in the postseason. But uh, I've got some uh, New London Spicer games on my schedule now here to kind of follow along, and I'll be talking to Mike and, and documenting that. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, a personal journalism note, Eric Crosher, uh, who's done a magnificent job as a community sports journalist uh, in Renville, Olivia Hutchinson, and for the past decade or so in Chaska and Chanhassen, he's announced he's going to be begin a new career path at the end of the month, leaving the newspaper world. I first met Eric when he was in Hutchinson. Every time I see that guy, he's smiling. He's always enthusiastic about his work. He'll be missed. But I know he'll do he'll do well in whatever is next for him. So kudos to Eric Crosher. Do you know where he's heading? What he has not said that. I it's okay. he's leaving the newspaper business. It appears. Well, that's for sure. Just from he uh, he tweeted about it with a link to a post, and he hasn't said what's next. But we'll find out. Yeah, I just uh, hate the fact that the news newspaper industry loses so many good people these days. It sure uh, does. It sure does. Kind of bugs me every time I hear about it, but best of luck to him. Uh, know, tell me guy. about the root canal. Yeah, I tweeted. I didn't live tweet my root canal, but I tweeted about it leading up to it and afterwards um, last week. And I got advice from a lot of people on Twitter, including one Jim Suhan, always appreciated. Um, and the advice included things like, hey, take some Tylenol before you get in there. You know, and this involved Novocaine and and uh, that made I didn't do that. It made sense. I think I've done that before with some dental visits. Um, some a couple people suggested, hey, bring your headphones and some have some music on your phone to tune out all the construction sounds. I didn't do that, but you know, it's, I thought that might be rude because sometimes they ask you questions. And I, it wasn't like I was going to fall asleep during a root canal because believe me, there's a lot of drilling and grinding. Um, it's funny because I began tweeting about it a couple hours before I went in. I tweeted that I was in the waiting room. Then I tweeted that I was, I'm in the chair. 
And uh, it was really funny. The, the very talented and friendly dentist who runs the place, this is, it's Dulceth Dental in Apple Valley. Uh, he's among my Twitter followers, Dr. Pascal Dulceth. He's a good guy. He wasn't doing my procedure. Another, another dentist in the office was, but uh, Dr. Dulceth stuck his head in the room before we got started and let me know he was following along on Twitter and he hoped everything went okay, which was awesome. Um, but it, it was absolutely pain-free. I, you know, once the Novocaine wore off, my jaw was a little sore. I wouldn't call it pain. And, and, uh, I just can't say enough about Dulce's Dental. It was great. And it's cool to share these experiences with people on Twitter because people were, were, you know, posting messages to me later in the day. How are you feeling? How did it go? What was it like? And, and I may have had a root canal a long time ago. I couldn't remember, but apparently a lot of people have because I got a lot of advice, Jim, and it was it was kind of fun. Well, I had a root canal fairly early in my life, and it was uh, it was a horrifying experience. And then yeah. I had a root canal more recently in my life, and it was almost like nothing. Yeah, this was you know other than the the little needle going in, but yeah. you know they put they put that Novocaine gel or whatever it is on there first. So it's I just and I remember as a kid uh, that Novocaine needle was the worst thing of all. This you barely feel that. That was the only. You know, I wouldn't even, it wasn't pain. That's the only, okay, that was maybe a little uncomfortable. But other than that, yeah, you know, it was, it was amazing. They just did such great work the way uh, medical technology and dental technology. I think back to, again, when I was a kid, holy mackerel, the last place you wanted to go was the dentist because that was not going to be any good. And I, everybody wanders into these places now with a smile on their face. You know, it's just not that big of a deal. Well, I'm glad you came through it well. I'm glad your experience was okay. Uh, hey, thank you again to Jody Stay and Pizza Barn. Thanks to Brianne. Thanks to Karen. Thanks to everyone who listens. Do you have a final thought for us, John, other than nope. uh, go dentist? Uh, go dentist. And, you know, it's uh, – I don't know if this is the best week for Hockey Day in Minnesota. Those things are going on now down at Blakesley Field, the home of the Minnesota State Mankato football team. Uh, the, most of the, the big day is Saturday, but they've got games already here in midweek and man, it's cold. Let's hope it's a little, it gets a little better here. It doesn't stay quite this cold, especially for Saturday. But when you're outdoor playing, outdoors playing hockey, like we saw at the winter classic at target field, it's one thing if you're a player, I mean, you're moving around, you're coming in on and off the bench, you're moving around. Um, you know, they've got heaters on those benches, but boy, for the fans who come out, that's dedication. So everybody stay safe. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. And, and uh, carry on. Thanks for listening to Preps Today with John Millay. This is TalkNorth.com, and we'll be back to talk to you next week.